What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. We record this on uh, Monday night after Monday night football. And usually, Adam, we get a chance to just kind of wrap up the week and have a little fun. But yet, week 12, it's like the never-ending story. And it doesn't even end on Tuesday. Now, word coming down that the Steelers-Ravens game, boom, Wednesday. Wednesday, dude, this is fixing to be another one of those real lame duck weeks for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, week 12 has been insane. You know, I talked about the rankings and they were just a headache all weekend. And again, it's 2020. It's a pandemic. We just want to get the season in. That's how I look at it. It's definitely it's not like we've any anything we've experienced so far. We already had a Tuesday game this year. Now Wednesday, kind of weird too. 3.40 p.m. Eastern, I guess, due to the Christmas tree lighting uh, is what I understand. Dude, how, like, how hysterical is that? And I even posted that <laughs> on Twitter. I'm like, Christmas trees are better than NFL games. Don't at me. <laughs> I was, I've, all, I've been all about the, uh, the social media things that I hate that people do, and I'm just doing them myself now. Don't at me because I'm saying that Christmas trees are better. I literally, when you uh, you you tweeted out earlier in the night, uh, where's Chris Carson? Why is Chris Carson not on the field? And then right after his touchdown, I literally I was like seconds away from just going to you and being like, this didn't age well. Oh, well, someone kind of... They didn't do that, but they said he's on the field now. No shit. No shit. I'm watching the game, bro. Like, I, you know, like, come on. These people annoy the hell out of me sometimes. I don't say nothing, but it's just like sometimes you just want to slap some common sense into them, man. Like, really? That's not the point. If you were watching the game, the point is Chris Carson was not on the field a lot tonight. I didn't see the final snap count, but Carlos Side had 15 carries for 22 yards. So not like he was efficient. And Chris Carson had eight carries for 41 yards, averaging 5.1 yards a pop, and had two receptions for 18 yards. So, yes, am I frustrated because I had the over 52 and a half rushing yards and I needed that to close out a four leg parlay on FanDuel? Hell yeah. But you could, I didn't see any reports about him being limited. It had to be that. It had to be that he's not 100% and they wanted to ease him back in. And especially late in the second half, we were ahead. By the way, Howard and I both gave out plus six and a half. And the Eagles covered. I know it took a miracle in the game. They covered. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's so funny, too, because I was going back and forth with with Jim Bowden on on the Fantasy Alarm show. And he was like, yeah, I'm all in on the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson's going to be amazing. And DK Metcalf's going to be amazing. And... You know, listen, Metcalf 10 for 177. The dude is amazing. Uh, No doubt about it. But I said to him, I was like, Jim, I'm like last, what, four or five weeks, the the home dog on Monday night has covered. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not saying that the Eagles are going to win this game by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, could they end up like getting a a last minute like backdoor cover? Yeah. And you know what? I'm just going to take I'm going to follow the trend. You know, and just and just go with that because, you know, Monday night home dogs uh, have covered over 60 percent of the time this season. There was like a like a two or three week stretch where they didn't uh, probably like right around like weeks like five or six, uh, if memory serves. But then it's gone back and forth through that. So it's been 
<laughs> I love the fact that they covered on that last, just a just a last ditch garbage time Hail Mary. <laughs> Whatever's well, gonna win me money, dude. Because I'll tell you what, you know what? I told you on 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 yesterday's Annie Up, right? I got I got hosed out of the uh, the Browns winning uh, or the Browns covering by that bullshit penalty. Uh, that rough in the passer call. So this was my uh, this was another one of my vindications. I should have been I should have been six and zero this week in my picks. Six and zero. That's tough yeah, to do. I mean, look, the that that's what happens. Sometimes you're on the bad end of a call, and then you get a game like tonight where you know Richard Rodgers catches a hail mary after it went off the hands of Travis Fulgham with 12 seconds left, and they get a two point conversion run from Miles Sanders to pull within six. And the Eagles were just terrible tonight. Uh, it, it also was an indictment of how bad Seattle was that they couldn't put this game away because Philadelphia just looked inept, especially in the first half. But that's the thing, too. The other thing to look at, there was so much public money on Seattle tonight. I think 90, 91% of the money was on Seattle. Anytime you see it that lopsided, you have to raise your eyebrows. And it happened several times this weekend. And there are going to be scenarios where it works out. Everyone was on Miami this weekend against the Jets. That worked out well, but there was a lot of public money on the Raiders. They got absolutely trounced. A lot of public money on the Seahawks. They didn't cover. A lot of public money on the Giants. They didn't cover. So whenever you see that, just beware. Oh, and the Browns too. A lot of public money. I, there was like several games this weekend where it was 80 to 90% of the money was on one side. And most of those sides lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, when when I make my, you know, when we make our picks for um for the Westgate, when Mish and I do it, we immediately look as soon as they release where the uh, what the top five most taken picks are. We know, like right off the bat, we're like, wow, that's three of our five picks right there. We're screwed this week. Like it's just that's like just remember, like when it's too easy, it's not that easy. Like I could see everyone saying, oh yeah, Seattle. You know, Seattle's the better team. Philadelphia has been terrible. They might pull Carson Wentz, their offensive line. How are they going to stop Seattle's offense? Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's all logical. But the bottom line is we're playing here with a point spread. And it was six and a half. And that's kind of a high number for a home team. And you could say, oh, you guys just got lucky. Well, you know, it, Philadelphia could have been in this game. I mean, Philadelphia should have kicked the field goal. It was 20 to eight. And they went for it, and Carson gets picked. They kicked the field goal there. It's an eight-point game. Maybe it plays out differently. So I just think, and we talked about it yesterday, so it's not like we're making excuses. We both like Philly plus six and a half, and they covered. Did it need to be a little lucky? Yeah, but again, you were on the wrong side of the Browns as well with a bad call. So it's going to happen. You just want your process to be correct. And I think the process taking Philly tonight was correct. I agree. I agree, and I feel good about it. And uh, that's the way it goes. And then, you know what, man? If I will five and one on my picks this week, I'm I'm pretty damn happy with five and one. Uh, oh yeah, on my picks. That's it's not easy to do. Like people, it's so funny, you know. People who think that it's easy to pick games, uh, you know, it's like go through a whole season. Just you know, I'm not even asking you to pick every game. I'm just saying, you know what? Pick five a week. And, you know, see how you do there. See where you finish. Do you finish it? You know, at fifty percent, at you finish at sixty percent. Where you know, where are you at? Because you know, the people who win things like the Westgate. Now, this week, this this season, it's a it's a very weird 
weird year. But normally, you know, it's like, you know, 63, 64% at the most is what wins this thing. So, I mean, to see, you know, you know, what, what, then those are like the best handicappers in the world, right? Those are the people who like do this contest that, you know, do this, you know, a lot of people do it for a living and, you know, whatever. So, Listen, I'm not here to like, you know, toot my own horn or anything like that, but beep, beep, five and one feels good. Now, since waivers getting pushed off, you know, we got a little, little, little latitude here. So um, I, I got to ask your opinion, dude, on the, all this stuff. Like I was, I, I had to apologize to all the Yinzers out there, all the, all the, all the Pittsburgh folk, you know, because I said, you know, few days ago i'm like stop whining and crying about them putting off the game it's not a big conspiracy or anything like that they're trying to you know they're trying to protect you they're trying to just make sure that this game uh gets played this and that now we see denver get forced into playing a game without a quarterback and then why are we pushing back this raven steelers game again the only thing that i can think of here adam is the fact that it's the Steelers going for a perfect season mixed with the fact that the Ravens are supposed to go to the playoffs because it's the reigning MVP of the season, uh, you know, of, of last year. And it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's better for the NFL PR wise to have Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. And I'm wondering like, what the hell? Like, Cause that's just, that's crazy. You can't make Denver play without a quarterback. And then turn around and push this stupid game off again. Well, from what I understand, the situation with Denver is different. There were no positive tests, and those quarterbacks didn't follow protocols. The reason why the Ravens keep getting pushed back, there's multiple positive tests. It's not one or two. This is a full outbreak. Right. So that's why it keeps getting pushed back. Lamar Jackson's not playing anyway this week. So, you know, that doesn't change things for them. I know Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins can play now, but does it really matter with RG3, a quarterback? So I can understand why Pittsburgh is upset because now their whole schedule changes and they have to play Wednesday and now they have to play again on Monday and the Ravens-Cowboys got moved to Tuesday. So I, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, even Fangio came out and said, hey, my quarterbacks have to be le leaders. They have to do better. They were in a meeting room with no face masks and they're supposed to. That's the protocol. So I think that's the issue from what I understand. Right. Uh, but see, you why. know, like everybody in the, anybody who works for a team works in the front office, works uh, as a trainer, a clubhouse attendant, anybody who's affiliated with the team has seen all the memos and everything about it. And, you know, strict protocol, strict protocol, strict protocol. So, I mean, is it really, is it that far off that like an idiot kid, like drew Locke, uh, not wearing a mask versus a, a strength and conditioning coach who's supposed to be a coach, a leader for, you know, the team and to help them be healthy and work out and, and all the other nonsense that goes with being a, a personal trainer and a strength and conditioning coach. Like that person didn't follow protocols either. You can't tell me that this person didn't know about the protocols. Why? Because he's not a player. I mean, that's, that's kind of, I just, I think it's messed up. I just, I, I really do. I feel like, I feel like there's a lack of consistency and I, you know, I get that. We well, he's going to get penalized, but uh, okay. So what's your solution then? What did you want to see done? Well, I mean, what I want to see done, I think you probably could have pushed the, the Broncos game to Tuesday 
and given them at least a shot to have an NFL quarterback play in the game for them. Like they could have brought somebody in or, you know, given a, given a, a kid, a, a, another chance to kind of practice or do something. I mean, dude, come on. Like that game, we talked about it yesterday. That game was just trash. Ten, oh, yeah, pa- nine passes thrown, one for nine uh, is is the way it goes. And everything was, you know, wildcat or just running an option. I mean, it was just, it was gross. It was, it was an embarrassment. Yeah, look, I would have been okay if the game was moved to Tuesday. I would have had no problem with it. Uh, I, I just think that they're in a situation now where they're doing everything they can to get in these games. They really do not want to go to a week 18. I mean, you could see it. Yeah, it's totally. just no chance. Um, I mean, look, I think from a fantasy perspective, you know, putting real life out of the situation, you want to see this, man. Do you really want to be in a situation where in week 15, week 16, your championship semifinals, and you have a game moved to week 18, and now those players are gone? And what if it's a key player from your team? We're already dealing with injuries, suspensions. It's just chaos this year. And we knew it would be, but... I just don't want to be in a situation where I have a really good team and I'm playing in the semifinals or the championship game. And now something happens and that game gets moved to week 18 and I'm out of those players. So that's really, and this Raven Steelers game from a personal perspective, it doesn't affect me at all uh, because I, my leagues are, I mean, I did hold out on some guys uh, FSGA, which I'm going to lose anyway. And I actually am starting Gus Edwards. And obviously that looks bad now because Dobbins and Ingram will be back, but whatever, nothing I can do. I'm just going to lose anyway. I held out Deontay Johnson. Wouldn't you rather like see it now here in week 12 rather than, because it could, it could just as easily happen in week 15 when you're in the semis. Oh no, I'm, I, I I was, I was saying, I want to see the game week 12. I'm saying from a personal perspective though, people say, thinking like, oh, well, you're just being selfish because you need, I don't need the game. If it doesn't get played this week, it doesn't affect me. I want it to be played because I want the whole schedule to be played till the end of the fantasy season. Right. Agreed. And as, as do I, I want to see every game played and I want to, you know, it's just, I, I just, I feel like there is, there's just, there's no consistency. That's, that's really what it comes down to. I guess I just, I, I you know, I hate it. <laughs> we did the NFL just learn nothing from MLB, nothing. I, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, now this game is on, on Wednesday and we've heard now from, you know, all the providers are basically, what they're turning around and they're, the, the game is going to count as long as the game gets played Wednesday, the game is going to count towards week 12. Um, and then, you know, I know ESPN and Yahoo pushed their waivers to, uh, Thursday overnight into Friday. I guess, you know, most others are, right? You're a commissioner uh, for the GST. That's on CBS. Can you push the waivers the extra day? Yeah, and I'm going to do it. I already spoke with Chris Vicaro. He's like, yeah, let's push it to Thursday. So we'll do it. There's no Thursday game this week, so it works out well. So we'll just have it Thursday night and Saturday night. So, And I will do the same thing in my other league where I commission. That's on myfantasyleague.com. So I will be able to manually adjust that as well. So. Yeah, I mean, some commissioners should have the ability to do that. Uh, you could you could technically still run it Wednesday night, especially with the, the game at 340. But just to make it easier for everyone, just push it back the extra day, especially with no Thursday game. It makes sense. It does make sense. It really does. Oh, man, dude, this is like I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We're, what we're going through right now is just. 
insane and it's it's crushing football i want to we'll, we'll keep talking <clears throat> some fantasy football i gotta give a quick shout out here to our sponsors at monkey knife fight uh the dfs site you guys need to be playing on play some prop games against me against adam the fantasy alarm family you know it uh here's what you have to do to get involved <laughs> do you like to play daily fantasy sports then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, so so here we are, man. We're we're wrapping up week twelve. We got waivers being pushed off a little bit. Um, you know, what what are some of your takeaways here from from you know from the the week's games? We've now gotten a little bit more injury news. We've seen some ugly backfields. Uh, anything really standing out to you as uh, you know something that's just crazy going on right now? Besides yeah, well, yeah, Will Fuller announcing on Instagram today he's been suspended six games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substances policy. So, I mean, yeah, well, maybe this is why he stayed healthy. Who knows, of course, the whole, well, I didn't know that this wasn't something you could take. He's going to be a free agent, but this just sucks. And I only have him in one league of redraft. I might have him in some best ball. I can't remember. Because he was a player... I talked about this before the year on Alarm After Hours a lot uh, with Justin Fetzman. And I said, look, I understand Will Fuller has been injury prone. He's missed 20 games over the last three years. But it was basically in his ADP price. He was lower than he should have gone. Because said, of his injury a, history. Yeah, right. Totally. And I said that. But that's a play. See, it's one thing if you have an injury history and you're being taken in a third or fourth round. You're not getting an injury discount. Will Fuller was going in the six seventh rounds at some points i'm like that is a league winning upside player and if he stays healthy especially with no deandre hopkins there because we already saw fuller put up good numbers with deandre hopkins now we knew his target share was going to go up and boy has he delivered i mean this guy scores touchdowns almost every week uh and obviously at the monster game this week with six catches 171 yards two touchdowns on seven targets but i have him in my home league and uh, this is a tough loss. I do have some depth, you know, but it's going to be uh, it's, it's tough, though, because he was very dependable. I mean, outside of the game where he had a zero against the Ravens, where we kind of think he was banked up, but he yeah, did he play left, the next He game. left early with like a hammy problem. Right. He was in and out of that game. 
Um, but outside of that game, he had double-digit points in PPR formats in every game this year except one. And that game was 8.8, 5 for 38 against the Browns. I mean, 53 catches, 879 yards, and eight touchdowns on the season, man. He was having a hell of a year. So this is a really tough loss for those with Will Fuller. So really, yeah, it's it's definitely a big loss. Uh, and, you know, kind of kind of came from out of nowhere. I, you know, one of the first things I thought of when uh, when that, ha- you know, when it was announced was how long have we known about this now, actually, because, you know, I mean, you're telling me nobody was going to trade for Will Fuller. He's like a free agent at the end of the year. There were weren't, weren't teams like Green Bay who could use a. Uh, uh, a, a deep threat wide receiver on, on one side of the don't field. Don't use Green Bay as an example, bro. They didn't even draft receivers. They no, no, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah I know what you say. So you, you truly believe then that the rest of the league knew about this? I believe that it was that there was uh, that people knew. I believe that there was uh, there was probably talk. It probably leaked somehow. Um, you know, teams inquiring about his availability were probably told. Uh, just so you know that there is something going on because you're not going to trade a dude. And then, you know, two weeks later, all of a sudden it comes out that he's being suspended for peds. Yeah. T- teams might never trade with you again. And, never trade. Could you imagine yeah. doing that in fantasy? Fantasy. Yeah. Um, it's possible. It's possible. Maybe that, that, that could be the reason why. Certainly I could see it because they're, yeah, they're, uh, great. I mean, oh my God! Can you imagine Will Fuller on Green Bay with the way Aaron Rodgers is playing this year? Oh, oh my goodness, ridiculous. man! It'll be ridiculous. Uh, yes, that's what's crazy, man. Aaron Rodgers is playing phenomenal football, and they didn't add anything to this team at all. I, I know MVS had a couple big games. He did nothing this week. I know he was a little banked up, but Aaron Rodgers is. That, again, I think we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago because uh, complete honesty here, I was completely off Aaron Rodgers this year. I buried him in the rankings, wanted no part of it because, again, I did not see anything that indicated that all of a sudden – and for those who are like, oh, well, I knew it. Uh, I, Aaron Rodgers was a great value and you know I got him as my QB too. All right, that's different. You're not paying anything for him. But was there anyone who said, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to resurrect his career and be an MVP candidate this year? Like where – for those that are, hit me up on Twitter at Adam Ronis. And what did you see yeah. that told you? No, I'm like, and I'll ask you in a second because he had 25 touchdowns two years ago, 26 last year. Okay. They ran the ball a ton last year. And I knew that would bounce back a little bit in the other way this year. But what led you to believe, based on what we saw from this offense the last couple years, especially last year, when they had early draft picks that they didn't spend on wide receivers or even offensive help? You know, they a quarterback and A.J. Dillon, like what made people believe, if anyone did believe, and maybe there was a handful of Green Bay fans, to lead you to believe that Aaron Rodgers would play this way. And let and what are you going to say? Oh, well, spite, they drafted a quarterback and that upset him. Right, yeah. The, That's uh, what he know, needed? The, the chip on his shoulder, Adam. Come on. I, I don't buy that, though. So <laughs> Nobody those... buys that. Yeah, I mean, okay. That's... I mean, they were 13-3 and three last year. Dude, like, you know, they were 13-3 and three last year. Everybody and their grandma thought that there was major win regression coming back from the team. They didn't get them any weapons uh, at all on offense. You, you knew last year, at least at the start of the season, there was some headbutting between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Because LaFleur wanted to do a, a little bit more of a of a ground-based game. 
that that you know pulled away from Rogers, and Rogers didn't like that, and he didn't want that, and I think that's you know like all of that. I have I have Aaron Rodgers in one league, one league, uh, and that's uh, the SiriusXM Independence Day Invitational. My primary quarterback is Kyler Murray, and there I was, you know, and people were taking you know backup QBs all over the place, and so I was like, it was like the thirteenth round, and I that's grabbed Aaron Rodgers because nobody else was taking him, and I was like, yeah, no one did this. I'm year. like, I'm like, all right, so I'll take. Rogers is my backup QB and, and just see what happens. I mean, he's never, I was like, he's never going to leave the bench because I got Kyler Murray now. Right. And now it's like, Holy crap. So I don't think, listen, anybody, I, I definitely outside of any green Bay Packer fan or, you know, Aaron Rodgers truther out there. I, I, I don't think anybody even remotely thought that this was going to be a, a possibility for him. Not even like- close. Like, I like to go over things and be like, okay, like, why did I get it wrong? Like, this one, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see, like, it's just, so he's completing 68.5% of his passes. He's never done that in his career. His best was 68.3 in 2011. He has an, a touchdown percentage of 8.7%. His career mark is 6.2. The last two years, he was at 4.6 and 4.2. So you could say, all right, he was due to go up a little bit uh, to the career norm. But, I mean, he's just playing at an insane level and he did miss Devontae Adams for a couple games, but they did nothing to add anything. The offensive line has been really good. He's been very well protected. Uh, he's barely been hit. He's been sacked 11 times this year. He was sacked 36 last year and 49, two years ago. So maybe those were a couple factors. Uh, 11 sacks in 11 games is ridiculous. So, but there were not, there was nothing there in my mind to indicate Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to bounce back. This should have a great year. And everyone kind of ranked him accordingly. Um, so, yeah, that's one of those. And if I would have drafted Rodgers as my QB2, I would have been like, oh, I got lucky. He fell into my lap. But I would, I ranked him low. I think I had him at 16, man. I was just like, nah. And I was looking for reasons to push him lower. I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, listen, and, and but see, that's the thing. I, I don't mind. I don't mind being wrong about something like that. Like that, I'm fine with that. Like that's right. Unless that's, unless you see like again, I don't see there was no indication to me that a guy that has been okay the last two years in his age 35 and 36 seasons, now 37, and they did nothing to add to it. You mentioned how, and I completely agree, the 13 wins last year. Like I was saying it all year, like, oh, this team is so bad, it's so bad. And then I'm like, they kept winning. I'm like, man, this can't last. And then of course San Francisco trounced them. Uh, so, and I knew that was going to happen. Uh, and then I was almost going to take the other on them this year, the, on the wins. Cause again, I wasn't buying into them. The only reason why I did it, that division is garbage. I'm like, you know what? They might win nine or 10 games in this division. Cause I wasn't buying any of those teams. I knew Minnesota wouldn't be as good. I didn't think Chicago was good in Detroit. I knew Matt Patricia would found a way to mess it up. So that's the only reason why I shied away from the Packers under on wins uh, but yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a hell of a year and he's definitely in the MVP discussion. I, I think everyone would give it to Mahomes, but I think you have to bring Rodgers into the discussion. I definitely think that he warrants the discussion. I definitely do. Um, I, you know, I, I, I would be surprised if he wasn't in the discussion. And again, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I mean, can you just hand it over to Mahomes like that? I mean, you know, he's, he's great. He's phenomenal. 
you know? if you're voting today, who would you vote for? <clears throat> if I were voting today, who would I vote for? Huh. Brian Tannehill again? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with Tannehill? He was phenomenal. Um, I mean, I guess that I, I mean, I guess you, you kind of have to. I mean, you know what I hate? I just hate the fact that it always defaults to a quarterback. It's I know, but it's it's just going to be that way, man. I mean, so who would you make the case for Derrick Henry? You could definitely. Well, you know, I mean, he's had some down games. I, I mean, I the, the, the funny thing is, I don't think there's been a single player who has been, you know, the no brainer who hasn't had the down game or two. Like everybody has. Well, so if, even if Mahomes, it's a non, right? If it's a non-quarterback, though, who who would you select to be in the conversation? If it's a non-quarterback. Who should be in the in the conversation? Um, well, Nick Chubb missed too much time from being yeah, hurt. He's not in it, so he can't do that. Uh, Deontay Johnson was. Uh, I mean, that nah, was he's that, missed time. He, yeah, and he's missed time many, with injury. There's okay. too many, and Claypool has ten touchdowns in ten games. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let's see who else I can bypass the entire NFC East. Yeah, there's there's really no one. Cook I can got, tell yeah, you, Cook got hurt. Uh, yeah. Camaro was Camaro was solid for the first ten games. I mean, eleven or uh, eight games, eleven touchdowns, averaging eight catches for for like you know. But 81 yards or something silly like that? You have to be, like, you have to have a historical season as a non-quarterback to be in the, even in the conversation. Yeah, no, I get Whether it. it's right or wrong. I will say this. Right now, on the DK Sportsbook, Derrick Henry is tied for fourth for the favorite. Now, the, the, lot, the odds are plus 3,300. But he's plus 3,300 along with Josh Allen, Kyla Murray, and Deshaun Watson. So the fact that he's that high to me... Is pretty impressive. Mahomes is the favorite. You want to guess the line? Mahomes is probably like plus seven fifty. <laughs> Minus four hundred. Minus four. Yeah. All right. I guess. Rogers. Rogers plus five fifty, and Russell Wilson plus six fifty, which is going to keep. You know, Russell Wilson has done this now again, and I know there's still games to be played, but Russell Wilson. Had a very good start last year and really fizzled down the stretch. I know because I had him in fantasy and I had him in depth and trying to decide between them every week last year was a damn headache. Uh, we're seeing it again this year because Russell Wilson lately, uh, my friend in my home league has Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I was like, hey, I need you to win this week so you know I can lock up that you know first. He obviously needed a win to try and get in the playoffs. And uh, he started Russell Wilson this week. Over Aaron Rodgers, and he texts me. He's like, "Man, I should have went with Rodgers." I mean, it's second guessing, but he's like, "Wilson hasn't been good the last few games." He's right. Look at Russell Wilson the last three weeks: two forty-eight, one ninety-seven, two thirty. No touchdowns and two picks against the Rams. Two touchdowns, no interceptions against Arizona. One touchdown against Philly, and only twelve rushing yards tonight against the Eagles. So he's really slowed down, and he did this last year too. And I guess, you know what, I'm looking at the game log for Henry right now. And I mean, I guess there's really, there's only two games where they just, they weren't good games. I mean, he's got four games without a touchdown, but two of those games, he rushed for over a hundred yards. One was against the, the Colts uh, and their run defense. And the other one was uh, against Denver in week one. 
Jacksonville in week two, only 84 yards and on 25 carries and, uh, and Chicago on the, on, you know, week nine, 21 carries 68 yards, but everything else. I mean, it's seven, 100 yard rushing games, one, two, three, four multi-touchdown games. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's impressive. It really is. I mean, you know, when you think about it, I mean, well, he's had a hundred yards in each of his last three games, four touchdowns total, uh, you know, in that span. So, I mean, I, I, I guess, yeah, you kind of have to do, you have to look at, at Henry for that, but I mean, he's at plus 3,300 and <laughs> fucking Mahomes. I mean, look, think about it. He's got five games left to get 700 plus yards to reach 2000. I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, he could could he score, he could score twenty rushing. He had sixteen last year. Five games to go. Um, what's a, yeah? I just don't understand why they don't use him more in a passing game. He can catch. He, he can. can catch. I, I, I just don't really I don't understand. get it. And what was up with the fact that they called one of his rushing touchdowns? Uh, they called his passing touchdown a rushing touchdown when clearly it was a forward pass. Yeah, it's. Did you notice that? I was yeah. like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Not that it really mattered, but I mean, they called that. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, PPR people, they lost a, a point. Yeah. I think though, for Henry to be in the conversation, I think he needs to get 2000 yards, 20 touchdowns. Cause those numbers stand out to people. It's just, you know, this, it's just really hard for, especially in today's environment with the passing numbers that we see from these quarterbacks, you just really have to stand out in order to be in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I was ready to give the, uh, the MVP to Will Fuller, but he fucked us by taking. (laughs) Oh man. That it's just, that is a kick in the nuts, man. You're getting ready for the playoffs and this dude. Oh yeah, I'm done. Like, Oh, thanks. I mean, isn't that just, isn't, isn't that just the way it is? Like, I mean, you have to just, Expect it in the realm of that is so 2020. Um, and how does his teammate get suspended like a couple hours later? Bradley Roby for six games as well. What is going on? <laughs> for the same PEDs too, apparently. Uh, they that, that same witch doctor they went to. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, let me ask you a question here. So Will Fuller's gone. Um Obviously, Brandon Cook steps up, uh, Kiki Kute, because Randall Cobb is still uh, out. What Do you have any thoughts or opinions on Isaac Coulter as being a guy who could suddenly emerge as like that potential, you know, game winner, like league winner? Like all of a sudden, you know, this guy Isaac Coulter starts getting looks like Will Fuller did. And the next thing you know, he's got, you know, six touchdowns in the last, in you know, in, in his next five games. Uh, I don't think so. Also, there's a possibility that Randall Cobb could be back. Uh, he was placed on IR, so it's three games. Was last week the first game he missed after being placed on IR? I forgot. I don't know if it's one or two. Um, but I think I mean, he's back in two. But, you know, here's the thing. Kiki Kute doesn't play the outside. Right. And neither does Cobb. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't think you're going to see that fuller production. They also have a tough schedule. They have the Colts twice in the next few weeks. They also have the Bears. So it's not a friendly schedule. I know you could say, well, the Colts 
are banged up and gave up a lot of production. They didn't give up too much in the passing game outside to A.J. Brown, who's just a beast. Uh, but, yeah, they get they get the Colts this week, then the Bears. And I know the Bears were carved up, but that was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, then the Colts again. The Bengals week 16, so maybe there. But, yeah, I'm not going to go crazy on those. I think Cook's benefits, and I think you might see the tight ends involved a little bit more too. I would, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing Jordan Aikens get a little bit more heavily involved. Well, although, Aikens, although if Aikens that son of a bitch drops one more pass, yeah, in the end man. Zone. I mean, the pass was a little past his hands in the end zone. I mean, Watson could have made a better throw, Don't but make he was wide open. For him, come on. What do you? What do you? PR man? No, I'm saying the truth, bro. I had him in a league. I could have used the touchdown. He's a piece of crap. And I mentioned him as a you know potential cheap tight end for the Thanksgiving Day slate. I, I think it was 29 on DK. You know, so you know, we definitely talked about that, and that's the game where we watched him just drop. Yeah, easy touchdown that hit him in the palm of the freaking hands in the palm of his. It hands. wasn't easy, man. He could have caught it, Dude, but I could have caught it. You could have like, caught it. Yeah, I could have caught it. Uh, but yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy on those guys. I think Cooks, obviously. I mean, Cooks was already someone that was just moving up every week anyway. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, Coulter, I, again, I wouldn't go crazy on him. I wouldn't expect him to be like this game changer. If you want to add him for depth, sure, and see what he does the first week. I don't see many playoff teams though. Then again, this is a weird year, and there's yeah, some. There you bad, go. There's gonna, Thank be, you. There's gonna Thank be some you. bad playoff teams this year. Um, I'm in a league where there's a. I'm out of it, and there's a couple teams that have about the same amount of points as me, and they're gonna get in the playoffs. So I'm like, man, this because they have the better record. I, I, this happens every year, but I'm, this year more than ever, I am seeing some teams that are just not that good with really good records. Have you noticed that in your leagues? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I look at the standings in, in uh, you know, in all my leagues, and I see a lot of uh, just a lot of people just bunched in the middle, right? That you know, too. You're going to finish out this this week, and there's going to be a lot of seven, five, six, and six, and five and seven. There's going to be a Correct. lot of that. There's not going to be a lot of like. You know, ten and there aren't going to be a lot of ten and twos and nines and threes, and you know, for the same token, there aren't going to be a lot of zero and twelves either. No, that's true. But I'm saying like points. I noticed like a lot of teams in the top four that don't have a lot of points, and some of the teams near the bottom have more points than them. And if your league setup doesn't account for points, uh, I don't know how you can't be upset about that. Like you see a team that is maybe eight and four and you're five and seven and you have more points than them and you're not going to get in because your league doesn't account for points and they're going to get in based on record. Like, I don't know how that sits well with people, but it doesn't sit well with a lot of people. I mean, again, no, I that's... people have argued against me saying, no, it should be record. Well, see, those people are idiots, man. And I don't understand why you listen to them or let them. Get... I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I just get their feedback sometimes on Twitter. Like, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, you, you got to win when you're supposed to. I'm like, oh, right, really? So you come up with like a game plan against the other team? Like you coach like the real NFL? Like I understand people want some similarities to the real life NFL game, but it's fantasy for a reason. We don't emulate exactly the same things. Like the schedule is random. You could run into the three highest scoring teams three weeks in a row while your team does very well and you lose three in a row. 
Whereas you see it every week. You see a team score like 102 points and he happens to face a team that scores 98 and you score 188 that week, but you went against the team that put up 194. So that happens many times during the season. I don't understand why people can't grasp that concept. Um, Listen, <laughs> I think it's adorable that you don't know people don't grasp that concept can well, we yeah, just can not, we can they, we do lack common sense can, can we do like can we do an hour podcast on the stupidity of man like can oh we? yeah we can do more than that we can that that can be the 24-hour marathon that we're discussing dude i could sit here and talk for hours and hours on end about how stupid people are in this world how you're right common sense is the least common thing and it is probably one of the more frustrating things uh that's going on and i gotta tell you you know what it's <laughs> the this whole uh, the the pandemic and the way that the that the country has handled itself the way the world has handled itself uh gives me less and less faith in mankind like i don't mean oh. to, i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be gloom and doom here i'm just saying flat out that there's just there is a lot of stupidity in this world and it's never going away Oh, I agree. I'm not going to argue on that one. <laughs> we are devolving as a species. <laughs> that is clear as each day goes on. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, do you not? Like, it's so funny, too, because my wife gives me a lot of shit because I use the word amazing a lot. And in, in, the, in a very sarcastic sense, you know, she'll be like, she'll be like telling me this godforsaken story that I couldn't care less about. Right. And she's just blathering on about part of her day that, you know, and when I love my wife, I really do. But when she tells a story, she gives me so much detail that it's like, it's just too much detail. It's just way too much. Sum it up in like three words or less next time, please. But as she's like doing it, I'm just, I start staring at her with this blank wax statue look on my face. And she's like, what? And I was like, that story amazing you know and then you know, and then and then like like an hour later somebody will do or say something stupid i'll be like the stupidity is amazing and all of a sudden she realizes that i've been like a, a sarcastic dick to her as much as i've been to the rest of the world and it's just i'm i'm baffled dude i'm baffled i am amazed at the amount of stupidity there is in this world I know. And I think each day it's revealed even more and you just shake your head and go, okay. And you just try not to let it infiltrate you and not get involved in these stupid discussions. But yeah, it's pretty bad out there. And it definitely filters over to fantasy. Oh, dude, fantasy. My, my God, my Lord. <laughs> I could tell you some stories, Adam. I could tell you some stories. <laughs> Oh my God. I wish, I wish it was all better at some point. I really do. I really do. Maybe it will be. Who knows? I don't know. All right. So, so Ravens Steelers, that's now on Wednesday. Waivers pushed off. Will Fuller's on the, on the juice. Apparently so is Bradley Roby, which mind you now, how much are we targeting against that Houston secondary even more so? In uh, in DFS. Oh, yeah, we already were. But now for sure, taking their uh, 
top guy away. So oh yeah, my God. We who, do they, who do they play this week? Who Colts. is it? The Colts, which is not, I mean, we want to say Pittman, but we, I've, I've said this last week too. Like, yeah, I love Pittman, but they spread the ball around so much. And I think yeah. he had nine targets this week, but still didn't do much, man. It's just, it's really frustrating. I don't understand why he can't get the ball more. I'm still going to use him in GPP. Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, he had two for 28, man. And the week before when he was doing well, three for 66, they'd have the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's probably going to be cheap. So depending, yeah. we'll see how the slate goes. But I think you can consider it. Yeah, I think that I mean, one of the biggest problems was I think a lot of people were using him in cash this week. He also, oh. he, he was a little bit of a salary saver as well. Um, and, you know, he was coming off of, you know, he had the 100-yard game, then he had the touchdown game. And so I think that's really kind of where everybody was locking in. Uh, and then, you know, huge disappointment. And you talking about them spreading it out, that's all the more reason to start, you know, using him in a in a GPP. I, I won, you know, I, I don't even think we talked about this. I, I won like two grand yesterday in DFS. Yeah, we spoke. I think we spoke Did about we? it. Because of Mike Evans. Right. You, and that was you, that was the, the philosophy. Everybody's on Chris Godwin. Uh, everybody's down on Mike see, Evans. See, but the Evans one made at least more sense because he's been getting a lot of touchdowns. Brady is looking for him in the red zone. You know, and and the tree there is slimmer than it is in Indianapolis. It's Godwin, Gronk, Brown, Evans. That's it. They don't even throw to their running backs much. Whereas Indy, you've got, well, he threw to Hines 10 times this week. Burton, Doyle, Pascal, Abmoali, Cox, even Hilton had five targets this week. Now, on the bright side, Pittman had nine targets. So at least he was looking for him. Very inefficient, two for 28. But the targets were there. Uh, it's just that I think we are all wanting Pittman to have this breakout like we saw against Tennessee a couple weeks ago when he had the seven for 101 and we all got excited. But it's still it's not there. It can be. And this matchup is good. Uh, but I thought last week was especially in a game that they were playing from behind and passing a ton, you know, for him to finish with two for 28 was disheartening. And, you know, the Green Bay game. Three for 66 and a touchdown. Why did he only get three targets, man? And that was a game that was there for them to win. It was a close game. It went to overtime. And I just didn't understand why. But on the on the bright side, though, seven, at least seven targets, three of the last four. So, yeah, it's a good matchup. So I can see going there, especially if people look at the two for 28. I think the more important part was he did get nine targets. Yeah, he did get nine targets. That's definitely uh, That's definitely worthwhile. But... I don't know, man. Now you're just taking the wind out of my sails here. So no, I'm not. I mean, I'm just. It's just a. This is a preliminary discussion. Obviously, you're going to dig into the data more. Nope, nope. That's it. Bradley Roby is is out. Playbook released right now. Here we go. The playbook. The playbook in fantasy alarm will be one player and one player only, and that will be Michael Pittman. (laughs) And the announce and and the analysis to it is Bradley Roby pinched for steroids. Boom. Did they, did they even release sal- salaries yet? I didn't even look. I, oh, mean, I, this, I, this I, I have beat. no idea. Because I, I, yeah. week 12 is never ending, dude. It's never right. ending. The longest week ever. It's crazy. And you like remember how annoying it was when there was the Tuesday game a couple of weeks ago? Yes, I do. Well, guess what? Guess what you're in for now again, Adam? It's yeah, I mean, worse. I got... 
So wait, do I do my rankings get pushed back or just do them? Like I'm not even <laughs> just do them tomorrow. I mean, you might as well do them tomorrow just for the sake of like having them loaded into the site. Right, um, and then I could just adjust based on what happens in yeah, the Pittsburgh Yeah, and then Bowl. just, you know, yeah. okay, here's what happens. Yeah, there's no game. rush this week. There's no games till Sunday anyway. People will still ask us. Don't ask us during the Steeler-Ravens game on Wednesday, hey, oh, who do I start this week? Like, dude. <laughs> totally, totally. Right? I'm like, wait, uh, there's no Thursday night game. There's no games till Sunday. Relax. Take some time. Get a drink. Sit back. Relax. They can't we got do it. They can't do it. It's it's unreal. And you know what? But here's here's the funny thing. Like, I remember when I first started playing fantasy, right? And it was all exciting. And, you know, like, I mean, you know, I, I hate to say it, but like now you and I, we're like, you know, we've been we've been playing this for like 20 years, right? And so all of a sudden, you know, for, for us, it's no longer new and exciting. People who are like just discovering fantasy, you know, for the first time, they're like, you know, like we were back then. They're looking at their lineups. Well, I mean, when we first started, there was, you know, the internet wasn't blowing shit up. But in the late 90s, when it did start blowing shit up, I mean, I remember looking at my rosters over and over again. I don't, there were no, there were no industry people to ask. There was no Twitter existing asking start sick questions. There was no serious XM fantasy sports radio. But I would sit there and I would like, you know, sit there. I would read all the news on Roto World and Roto Times. Like, I remember when that was going on, um, you know. So, I mean, so I, it's it's hard to it's hard to squelch somebody's enthusiasm. But, yeah. No, see, it's not that. I, I, look, I'm I, and I know you are, too. You didn't mean we're still excited to play. Oh, not it's me, just, man, dude. I'm, I'm okay. Done. Well, I'm I am. This is uh, no fun anymore. It's just, you can't, you can't obsess over your lineup on a Tuesday and Wednesday when here's the thing. I've always said this, you, anything you do in life, any important decision. And I think fantasy is important. That's me personally. And I know a lot of you hardcore people out there. It's the same. Anytime you're making an important decision, you always want to have the most information at hand when you're making it on a Wednesday, you don't have it. Think about this. If you even asked us on Thursday during our live stream uh, that Jen and Piacente and I do on Thursday, fantasyalarm.com, 7 p.m. Eastern, if you would have asked us on Thursday some question involving Jerry Judy, I might have given you Jerry Judy. Well, once the information drops with the Broncos quarterbacks, I took all the Broncos skill players out of my rankings. Yeah. Judy, Patrick, Noah Fant, gone. I left the running backs in, obviously, because you figured they would run a lot. But things changed so much, and especially this year. So – and even last week, we didn't we didn't we didn't even know about Austin Eckler. We found out Lady was going to play. We didn't know about there was so many things that we didn't know. And this weekend was insane with everything that went down. So that's the point that could happen again this week. So we can give you an answer on Wednesday or Thursday, but you might want to wait until Sunday or Saturday to get the best answer because so many things change. So that's the whole point of why, at least me. And Howard, that's why we say this, is we want to give you the best informed answer. We can't do that on a Wednesday or Thursday. The other thing, and I've I said this repeatedly, there's a lot of times, and it's going to happen Tuesday and Wednesday, we don't hear anything about an injury. And then all of a sudden they show up to the facility and they're hurt. They And they didn't know on Sunday, maybe there's some swelling in an ankle the next couple of days. They show up and they're hurt. Yeah. So I'm saying like that happens all the time and of you're going to ask us. To, 
And then that's why you you won't get a great answer on a Wednesday or Thursday. Just now, if it's a player playing in a Thursday night game, sure, we'll make then. But this week, and it's a critical week. A lot of people are fighting for a playoff berth here in week 13. It's the last week of the regular season in many leagues. We don't have any games until Sunday. So me, you know, just relax this week. We got time and we'll get it right. Right. But are you going to be spending your entire day on Saturday to answer all the questions for the people who usually try to ask them like, you know, Thursday, Friday before the weekend starts? Yeah, I'll answer them. I mean, Saturday is is the one day where it's lightest for us that we can actually do something. So yeah, because that's yeah, we, I mean that's that's literally that's that's what I do. Like on Saturdays, I get up, I write, I do the playbook. You know, I've done all the research throughout the week. I do the playbook, and then I basically sit there, um, you know, on the West Coast time. Uh, so from like basically like eleven in the morning when I finish the playbook and everything like that, till probably like six seven o'clock at night before the you know wife and I like grab something to eat. I'm literally sitting there answering questions on social media because yeah, the, during this time of COVID, that's like, that's the only time that I feel comfortable really giving answers to people for start sits because now I've got the information in hand as opposed to, uh, you know, trying to bang them out on like a Friday afternoon or something like that. And it's, uh, it, it sucks, man. It, it really does. COVID it screwed up my schedule, Adam. Oh, it screwed all of us up. There's no doubt about it. Stupid COVID. All right. Well, before we start whining and crying some more about how tough our jobs are and trying to get you guys the best information, uh, I, I think this is a good time to uh, to just thank everybody for uh, persevering with Adam and I. And uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll do some waiver talk. Plus, we'll wrap up some injuries. Plus... We will also uh, give our, our picks to see if this uh, Steelers-Ravens game actually does happen. Uh, spoiler alert, we're likely going to be leaning towards the Steelers and playing the points. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, Adam, any final thoughts from you? Let's get everyone into the playoffs this week. All right. Done. Deal. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, big thanks to everybody out there. Big thanks to Fantasy Alarm, Sawdust Podcast Network. All of you guys for listening. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>